Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Welcome all of you watching online. Let's stand to our feet today. Hold your Bibles up, cup your hand, do something. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Uh, as you're doing that, let me make a very, very, very important announcement. Wednesday night, August the 19th, we'll be having a worship night. And those of you watching online, uh, those of you here, uh, the hope is on that particular night is to, to fill the house with people as well as worship. Uh, as all of us are so very aware of, the battle that we fight today is like no other battle that we've ever fought. Uh, questions, fear, doubt, unbelief, concerns, law legitimate. However, there does come a time when we have to climb out of the foxhole and we, might, we must fight. And it's that time. It's time. Uh, kids are about to start school again, all kinds of thoughts and uh, opinions about that. But the reality is, and I will say this carefully, respectfully, uh, if you look at the data and the statistics, uh, so many other things have killed so much, so many more people. The challenge with the COVID is that it's unknown. And this is what I should be preaching on, is how to address the unknown in our lives. And uh, it's so important that we Make a decision, and I would challenge everyone to make this decision soon. When are we going to resume our normal? Not, not collectively, corporately, but individually. When are we going to step out and resume that? And the reason I share that with you today is because oftentimes people wait on conditions to change instead of changing the conditions. And we need to be condition changers, not changed by conditions. I think we've used wisdom. I think we've... Uh, studied hard, researched. Many of us have done a lot of those things. We've seen both sides of it. We've heard both sides of it. At the end of the day, it's our decision. So I want to challenge you, August 19th, 7 o'clock, to be here. Uh, it's going to be a night of prayer, praise, and worship. Uh, certainly, those of you that feel more comfortable wearing masks, we encourage you to do that. We are taking all the precautions here uh, sanitizing before, during, after services, between services. Uh, we are offering everything we can offer to keep this place safe. Uh, I want you to know that. We're in no way taking it lightly. However, I am challenging us to take a step and uh, fight the good fight. All right? So anyway, and uh, I don't mean to disrespect anyone or make anyone feel less than, but there does come a time when we have to step and go, we're going after this. That's what we're saying on August the 19th, all right? Yeah, some of you want to clap, and some of you are just not sure. But anyway, it's all good. First uh, Chronicles chapter 4. Today I'm going to talk about the purpose of pain. Uh, inside every 
painful experience, if we look hard enough, we'll find a prize. Uh, pain doesn't just happen because God is angry, because God doesn't inflict pain on us. We live in a fallen world where pain is ever-existent, ever-present, and it comes our way uh, more times than we would like. But when I was a kid, some of you who are old enough to remember Cracker Jacks, they may still be out there. I don't get them anymore. But what I loved about Cracker Jacks, they were okay taste-wise, but there was always a prize inside. And I'll never forget, I couldn't wait. And they usually put it at the bottom. You rarely, you know, you should have opened it upside down. If we'd have been smart as kids, we'd have ripped the other end open. But we had to eat and dig toward the prize. And pain is much the same way. We have to dig deep to figure out exactly what we're going to do with the pain that we're experiencing. And I am in no way opposed to momentarily or temporarily addressing pain through medication. But I would much prefer to dedicate my pain to the glory of God, which means I'm going to dedicate instead of medicate to figure out what I need to find in the midst of this pain that's going to help me in the future. And so uh, you may have a, a boss that's a pain at work, and you just can't figure out how that boss got there because he's just dumber than a box of rocks. And you notice I said he, not she. And every day that you go to work, you experience pain. Quit complaining about the pain and start asking God, where's the prize inside this? What are you, what are you going to reveal to me that's going to help me in my future? And I'm going to learn from this painful moment. Very, very important. In uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez's name means pain. We don't know if she had a hard time in labor. We don't know if she didn't want Jabez. We don't know what the story is, but we do know this, that it was such a difficult time for this lady that she named her son Pain. Now, imagine just for a moment her pain, what she's going through, something inside her forced her, made her believe she needed to name him this to remind her to never get pregnant again. To me, every kid ought to be named pain. I can't imagine you women are rock stars. I mean, it's just amazing. Childbirth to me is amazing. It, it all has to be painful. But... Let's think for a moment about Jabez. You, you're, you're growing up, and at what point, two, three, four, five years old? Back in these times, every name had a meaning, and everybody knew the meaning of the name. And you're growing up with a name called pain. And your elementary school teacher goes, Jabez, you're living up to your name. You're just a pain. Now, all of us would be tempted to get mad at our mama to be insecure, to become a victim to our name, but not Jabez. Jabez decided, I'm not going to allow my name to determine the outcome of my life. What you've been called growing up, maybe in elementary school, you were called a certain name that caused you to be very insecure and feel insignificant and unwanted. A friend of mine 
when he was in school, as was I, was very, very short. He was very small. And he was a pretty good athlete. And he loved basketball. And so he made the team because he was really good. But he was really small. And all of his teammates gave him the nickname Peanut. Now, can you imagine as a freshman, that's bad. But when you get a senior and you're still called Peanut, you're probably going to need counseling. And, and so he, he fought through it, and he never allowed it to stop him from doing what he wanted to do. And Jabez had to address his name, only not given by classmates, but given by the mother who gave him birth. And it goes on to say, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. He didn't go to the principal's office. And say, you know what, I'm being bullied. My name is Payne, and they're bullying me. He didn't walk away and have a pity party. He didn't shame his mother. He simply turned to God. And that may be one of the most unnatural responses in most of our humanity and our lives is when we're experiencing pain to stop and quit looking around at the person who's causing you pain or the reason you're allowing it to cause you pain, to stop for a moment and say, I'm not going to talk about my pain. I'm going to talk to God about my pain. I'm going to God with the pain that I'm experiencing. Because in the moment that we experience pain, we just want immediate relief. But let me say this. Sometimes pain doesn't go away nearly as quickly as we'd like for it to. And if we're not careful, we become all consumed by the pain that we're experiencing. And it's difficult sometimes to shake it. Uh, I played my last game of basketball several years ago. Uh, I made a simple move that I had made my entire life, and my back disagreed with the move. I literally could not breathe. And that was when I walked off the court after about three days of being in pain. And I went, what did I learn from this? Never play anything but horse or donkey. And some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about because you've never lifted a basketball. But it's not one-on-one, three-on-three. It's not full court, half court. It's simply standing in one place, shooting. If you make it, the person you're competing has to make it or they get a letter H. Whoever ends up with horse first is actually the loser. The one who has less letters is the winner. I can play that game all day long. Because you don't have to move. Jesse quit too, just for the record. <laughs> Jesse gave up basketball. We got smart, didn't we, Jesse? And it says, oh, that he would bless me. This is his prayer. Oh, that he would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. And keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Now, hold on. His mother was the one going through the pain. She just named him pain. He wasn't really experiencing any real pain outside of maybe emotional pain and mental anguish. But that was it. He didn't address his mother. He didn't talk about the reason for his name being given to him. He just simply addressed God and said, okay, I'm ready for this to be done. So he prays a very strong prayer, and God granted his request. 
He was blessed beyond any of his brothers who weren't named pain. He was blessed beyond the brother who was called blessed. God will take you places you never dreamed of going if you will give him the pain that you possess. Too often, we do one of two things. We medicate or we just get used to the pain. Literally, your brain begins to adjust and you're in pain, but it's not the kind of pain that you've been experiencing. And now, you just get accustomed to it and you just live with it. And let me say this about pain. It, it does different things to different people. Number one, pain actually often causes depression. So if you have a physical pain, it will work its way into your soul. If you don't address it, it will become the fabric or a part of the fabric of your being. You will actually live your life uh, walking hand in hand with the pain. Now, I know that there are always exceptions to anything that is said, but the reality is you're not called to learn to live with the pain. You're called to find out what you can do to get rid of the pain. And Jabez says, I know what to do. I'm going to turn to God. And, and so the percent of men who say they deal with depression by trying to figure it out, figure out their problems, 23%. Percent who say they deal with depression by watching television, 35%. A lot of people turn to different things to try to get rid of the pain. Jabez said, let me tell you how to find relief. Turn to God. I know it sounds simple uh, in theory, but in practice, if we're not careful, we will get up and we'll talk about pain the rest of our lives. What I was told when I, I, I had a couple of back issues, and I'd played all the sports growing up, so who knows, I know I've got shoulder issues from football and knee issues from basketball, that I've had those. And, and what I found was that I could just let them be, and most people cater to the pain. Matter of fact, I had one physician that told me if I didn't stop doing what I was doing, that he was going to put me on a certain medication I changed doctors real quick because I said, I'm not going to grow old taking medication. Now, I'm not condemning anyone who does. That was just my choice. And, and when I would get injured, he would say, you need to quit working out. And I said, I can't. You work through the pain. Now, I know that this sounds a little old school, maybe a little uh, testosterone peppered in there. But the reality is, and, and Susan will tell you, I have pain when I don't exercise, not when I do. Now, there's certain pain when I do, but I get to choose my pain. And I decided that, that rather than talk about it or give into it, that I would attack it. And that's what I do, is I attack the pain. Now, I'm not saying that in any way to get any kind of kudos from anybody. I'm simply saying that we all experience pain. We all do. And, and that's a part of life. Jesus said, in the world, you have tribulation, you have trouble. He said, take courage, I've overcome the world. And so what I'm encouraging us to do in the midst of all of this pandemic is to rise up and say, it's time to face it. Now, again, I know hardcore people will get mad at me for saying that. I'm saying it to encourage us to believe God that he's got us in the palm of his hands. That he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll be with us always. And you're going to be healed every time in your life except one. 
think about it. Rest in peace. I'm going to be healed every time but one. I don't know when that one time I'm not going to be is, but I'm going to be healed every time but that one time. And I'll be looking down on y'all going, I pity the fool. Some of you don't remember that. So, if you're taking notes, pain is a very real part of life. Susan and I grew up in what we now refer to as a country ghetto. Now, when I say that, no disregard. I loved the people there. It, was, it really was a pretty cool life. But we were not wealthy. None of us were. And during our time in school, bullying was never addressed. There were fights every day. Every day there were fights. In fact, I lived four blocks from the school. The school faced South 63rd West Avenue. I lived on South 57th West Avenue. So from school on South 63rd West Avenue, South 61st West Avenue, South 59th West Avenue, and South 57th West Avenue. That's where I lived, Jesse. Now between South 63rd West Avenue and South 57th West Avenue at the corner of South 59th West Avenue came known as Fight Corner. And that corner literally had no grass on it because on a regular basis on the way home, there was a fight. And, and there wasn't nobody's parents coming out. You know, if they did, they came out with popcorn and a lawn chair. There wasn't nobody coming out to rescue any of us. They was like, well, look at this. These kids fighting again. We don't have any money to go to the real fights, but we got one right here on our corner, South 59 West Avenue. Every day, I had to walk home past that. So, when I got older and had kids, I began to think, what can I do to prevent them from having to experience any kind of emotional, physical, mental pain? And I spent most of my parenting life trying to prevent my children from experiencing inevitable pain. Let me say this to you. In a world that says, and boy, I, I probably just really should not be saying this, but I'm going to. Jessica, oh God. The Bible says if you spare the rod, you hate your child. That's what it says. I didn't write it. Don't shoot the messenger. Many people today don't believe in any type of, of spankings or punishment. I got no tail today because I got my butt beat in school. My principals love me. They're like, look, we've seen that before. They're the, it's their fault. But we got, we got, we got paddled, man. Some of y'all feel so bad. That's so terrible. No, it really was kind of fun. It was entertaining. Kind of see how much pain you could stand. You say, well, that's sick. No. The problem is that inside that pain, I learned some lessons. I learned if you don't want to feel this anymore, shut up in class. Just shut up. If you'll quit talking, you won't get a spanking. 
Then if I went home and told my dad, my dad said, well, you probably deserved it. I didn't do anything. Dad was the guy next to me talking. Well, you got one for the time you didn't get caught. Nowadays, parents be filing a lawsuit if they swung a feather at their kid. Oh, my God. Oh. It's a reason they're stinking little brats. I don't know what Suli put in that Red Bull, but anyway. I'm telling it like it is. And I know that this is not a message that tickles the ears of people who think everybody ought to just get along. Let me tell you why everybody doesn't get along. Until there are consequences for behavior and you experience the pain, there's a really good chance you're going to keep being stupid. Some of you have put your hand in an open flame accidentally, and it hurt. Guess what? There's a really good chance you'll never do that again. The last time I slammed my hand in a door, I did it in 1965. And it was Detroit Steel, a Sport Fury, Plymouth Sport Fury, two-door. One time, I'm going to tell you something. It looked like a cartoon when I pulled my hand out of there. I have never slammed my hand in a car door again. You know why? Pain, Jesse, pain. You just have to be dumb to do that two or three times. And I'm sure some of you have, and I'm going to get an email. I do it regularly. Come on, Gomer, stop. (laughs) It's like you cannot be that cray-cray. But inside every pain that we experience, there is a prize if we'll look for it. Jabez found the prize. He said, I'm not going to sit here and live in my pain. I'm not going to blame others for my pain. I'm not going to talk about my pain. I'm going to talk to God and get rid of my pain. Some of y'all just need to pray a lot stronger prayers and quit talking about it and say, we're moving forward. We are going to move forward. In 2009, a very good friend of mine, one of my very best friends, who I have spent at least one week every year with, uh, every year for the last 20 years, uh, that, that we get together four pastors, or actually three of us are pastors, and one is a, an international uh, evangelist. And every year we get together, and we spend about four days together. In 2009, I was on vacation uh, out of the country, and I got a call that my very best friend's son had been killed at 17 years old in a single car accident. Fell asleep at the wheel on his way home. Ran into a tree, killed him immediately. I immediately got on an airplane, flew from where I was to Austin, Texas to prepare to do the funeral of my son, be a part of the doing it. There were four of us that basically did the funeral. The place was packed, 5,000 seat auditorium because he has a big church. And we... Obviously, I've spent a lot of time in the past 11 years talking about the loss of Caleb. And he came to this conclusion after he and his wife had a choice. I can't imagine any greater pain, at least for me, than burying your 17-year-old son. I just can't think of anything probably any worse. We cried, we talked, we prayed, we vented, we did all those things. But at the end of his journey, not the end of it, but in, in progressing in the journey, he came to this conclusion, and I'm going to 
try to read it because I wrote it because I, did, I didn't want to miss it. It was such a great revelation. Most of us believe that life is filled with highs and lows. Good times, bad times. But he came to this conclusion, and here's what he said. He defined life as a train track with two rails, and that throughout life, great victory and great pain travel side by side. In essence, in life, we will experience victory in the midst of pain, and we will experience pain in the midst of victory. That they're really two parallel <coughs> tracks. <clears throat> and uh, so most of the time, <clears throat> we're looking for highs and lows and, you know, trying to avoid pain. But the reality is pain is always running alongside us if we're on the victory track. And if we're on the victory track or pain track, victory is running right alongside us. And that at any point in time, those can switch. Being able to address pain is what's absolutely important not avoiding it. It's a pain getting a speeding ticket. It's a pain having an accident. It's a pain failing a course and having to take it over. It's a pain when you are told you have to stay home. It's a pain when you built a business for 10 years and they say you've got to close it. It's a pain. And many people right now are in the midst of this great pain going, I built a great business and in one day it was gone. And you can sit and you can, you can blame Whoever you want to blame, we can blame the president, we can blame Congress, we can love to blame, blame Nancy Pelosi, because uh, that's, you know, I mean, that seems to be all the names I, I recognize, and, and you know, I mean, you can blame whoever you want to blame, but your blame is not going to change your pain. Let's just say you're right, somebody did you wrong, and, and, and somebody told you that you had to shut your business down, and as a result, you lost everything. You blaming them and being bitter toward them is not going to fix your pain. Matter of fact, it's only going to make your pain worse. So I'm not suggesting that somebody didn't cause our pain. Sometimes we cause it. Sometimes somebody else's choices causes us pain. But we, we must never just give in to the pain. We must address it and figure out a way to get on the other side of it. I talked to more people whose parents let them down or they had an abusive father, an absent mother, whatever the case may be. And they spend most of their life hurting. And out of that hurt, how many of you know hurting people hurt people? If you don't address your pain, you will become the pain that you're feeling. And nobody will want to be around you. How many of you know nobody wants to be around somebody that all they ever do is talk about their pain? All they ever do is talk about their drama. All they ever do is talk about how somebody hurt them. I want to talk about how great God is, and regardless of what you've done to me, I'm going to bounce back like a Super Bowl. And of course, to extremely negative, cynical people, that sounds like an arrogant statement. But I'm going to tell you, when you've gone through a life that Susan and I have lived, and we had some good times, and there were a lot of great people. That's not the point, but... Uh, we managed to drive through our old neighborhood yesterday, and we're looking at where we once lived. And Man, when you were a kid, you thought everything was a mansion. And now you drive by houses, and you look, and that's a cracker box. And five people lived in there? You know, it, it's amazing uh, how our perspective changes over time. And we could have allowed ourselves to stay in that frame of mind. 
Now, don't get me wrong. We both loved our parents, and they really were good people, and they did the very best they could. But, man, when you grow up and all you see around you is anguish and pain and poverty and other things, and, and some people today don't even acknowledge, they, they refuse to acknowledge that, that that even existed. What I realized was when you acknowledge pain, it is your first step toward healing. And sometimes the pain has to get great enough for you to even address it. A very dear friend of mine growing up, a dentist in Tulsa, uh, was a few years older than me, was actually my brother's best friend, but we were all friends because we lived in a small community. Very successful dental practice. And one day he began to have this pain in his chest. And his uh, staff said, you, we need to take you to the doctor. He said, no, I'm going to go home. I'll be fine. By the time he got home, he died of a heart attack, which he wouldn't have had to die from. But rather than acknowledging the pain and addressing the pain, he just let it go. Now, I'm not saying that to be critical or anything about him, but I'm saying sometimes we experience pain that is God's way of saying there's something wrong and you need to fix it. And it's not just physical. There are times, even emotionally, I told Susan, I said, you know, I, I went to counseling for two years, not ashamed of it. Uh, and I, every now and then I go, I think I need to go get a checkup from the neck up. Because every now and then I have a pain that comes back to me mentally and emotionally that I have a real hard time addressing, just being honest with you. It just really gets at me. And every now and then I'll go two to three days fighting depression just because of the pain and the suffering. Now, most of the time I beat it in a day or 24 hours, but sometimes it'll linger three, two or three days. And what I've realized is if I don't acknowledge it, I don't bow to it, but I acknowledge it, I feel better about it. And I'll tell Susan, I see, you know, I really struggle with this. And, and uh, it's okay. And see, a lot of people don't want to say that because it makes them feel like they're weak or they don't have enough faith. Let me tell you, being honest always pays dividends. And saying, God, I'm not, I'm not, I know you're bigger than this pain. Jabez is saying, God, I know you're bigger than this pain, so I'm crying out to you right now. You're bigger than this pain. But you have to acknowledge that God saying, well, if you don't have any, what do you mean to do with it? Pain is not the result of a lack of faith. Pain is not, uh, may not be the result of your decision, but someone else's decision. It really doesn't matter. What matters is the pain that you feel is your pain. It's not somebody else's pain. It's your pain. Somebody else may have caused it, but you're now possessing it. So you and I have to figure out how we're going to address that pain. Now, sometimes you're going to hate this, but sometimes the way to address the pain you're experiencing is to address the person that caused it and make sure you've forgiven them. And that really stinks because everything in my flesh wants to go, payback. No, you all sitting there all quiet because you're going, uh-oh. Been there doing that right now. Payback will only cause greater pain. So if you're beginning with the consequences of someone else's choice, think twice before you pay them back. Matter of fact, there are times when I am feeling this, this moment of pain that rather than a, even addressing, I say, God, help me to forgive. Or God, I forgive. And you say, but what if you really don't? I say it, I pray it, I don't spray it. I just keep on praying it. Because 
And you know what? They may never come around. It's not about you becoming best friends with somebody who causes you pain. Because some people will say, well, if you really forgave him, you'll hang out with him. No, if you really forgave him, you may not hang out with him again because you don't want the same consequences of their stupidity. I'm using stupid a lot today, but it really feels good. I don't know. I think sometimes we... We're afraid to be honest for fear of being judged for our honesty. And uh, I think that, that honesty is probably the beginning of healing. Being honest. God, I hurt. Jabez is saying, God, I, I need your help. My mama named me pain. I can get mad at her for that. My first grade teacher called me pain. All my friends call me pain. So uh, I must be a pain. And you just accept it. And you start calling yourself what everybody else has called you. I like to call myself what what the Bible calls me or says about me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm the apple of God's eye. And if you don't think so, you need glasses. You say, well, why would you say that? Because I grew up in a little bit of pain. Most of us did. If you're a baby boomer, there weren't many of us booming during the baby boomer time. It was a tough time. And now we got technology. Kids have everything at their fingertips. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer nowadays. I mean, we used to, when we went to a restaurant, we didn't have an iPhone, an iPad. But my dad had a pretty good-sized knuckle. That's all I needed, one time, one knuckle. I'd love to shave my head, but I think there are dimples all over it from knuckles. Bam, be quiet. I want an iPad, I want an iPhone. I mean, sit there. Eat and be quiet. I love those days. Pain affects different people differently. Pain will never be a friend. Remember this. It will be the opponent that makes your joy greater and your life stronger. If you use it right, it'll give you more joy and more strength than you could ever imagine. And some people will think you're crazy. Why are you so happy you're going through this? You're right. I'm going through it. I'm not stopping where it's at. Too many people stop. And then you get a bunch of pity people around you. Oh, you've been so wronged. You've been hurt. And then you start having a pity small group. I pity the small group that has a pity small group. You don't need somebody to have pity on you. You need somebody to grab you by the hand pull you up and say, you know what? Leave all the other pitiful people here. We're walking through this. We're walking out of this. I believe one phrase is, suck it up. Y'all are really quiet. Can I get some help online? Shout where you're at right now. Maybe I can get some love through the camera. Thank you. Appreciate it. Finally, dear God. <laughs> Never glory over pain or you'll become a martyr. And there are a lot of people who like that. They want to be a martyr. They want people to look at them and praise them for being martyrs. And, and how much we've sacrificed, how much pain we've gone through. Oh, you're such a, you're such a hero. Heroes don't talk about pain. They talk about victory. They talk about overcoming. They talk about getting through. Those are the people who know how to address pain. 
And if you are very sensitive right now, I apologize if you feel I'm being insensitive because I don't mean to be. But I'm telling you, I just looked at Susan before I came up here. I said, I will fight and we will win. As I've said on numerous occasions since about March 15th, this is a battle that I was never taught how to fight. And I'm just trying my best to navigate getting those who are extremely fearful without any judgment here and those who are extremely faithful to finally come together and say, you know what, together we're going to beat this painful situation, this painful time in history. we got too many angry people, too many bitter people, and instead of looking and saying, you know, my life is not my own. My life has been bought with a price. And as long as I live, I'm going to live joyful and happy, and I'm going to fight with everything in me to stay happy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And if there is a moment of pain, and trust me, there are a lot of moments of pain. When I look at an auditorium and auditoriums throughout the country, I've got a friend who pastors in California who can't even have church right now because he rents a facility, and the facility he rents won't open because uh, the city has shut it down. And I just think, you know, what a pain. But he stayed strong through it. He's not whined about it. He doesn't call me and complain. He's just staying true to the fight, trusting Jesus, and Jesus is providing. When I look at us, I look at the same way. I look and I go, you know, the curtains were wide open, and now we have some curtains pulled, and you know, before all this, and it's, it's real easy to go back in history, and, and we call them the good old days. The good old days are not near as good as the days that lie ahead, because we're going from glory to glory. One person said, the world doesn't want to hear about the labor pains, they just want to see the baby. We've got too many people talking about the labor pains, Jabez's mama. Pain should not be considered evil unless it conquers us. And then it's evil. There's not a day that goes by that typically five days a week I don't experience self-inflicted pain. I exercise and Susan will go, how did it feel today? There are days I go, it almost killed me. Then there are days I go, wait, didn't you feel the house move? I was bench pressing it. Well, that's a lie, but that's what it feels like. There are those days, and I say, you know what? People who pick their pain will have power over their pain. When pain picks you, it's another story. Choose your pain. Walk away from the chocolate cake. Walk away from the deep fried chicken. But pastor, you asking me to do something right now that would cause me great pain. I walk by Dunkin' Donuts and I, I drive by every night. Oh, whoa. It's a pain, but it's a pain that produces gain. Sometimes depriving ourselves is a pain. But it's a pain that will end up in your favor. So remember, there's a prize inside all of our pain. You've heard stories before of, uh, I, I, I'm going to try to tell this as accurately as I can, but it's pretty close to true. There was a, 
a spouse whose husband had needed a kidney or, or some organ. I don't remember if it was a kidney or not. But what happened was, so she said, well, there's a match. So they go in to get hers, and they find a tumor that was being very aggressive. Had she not gone in to give the kidney, she would have died of cancer. But they caught it because she was donating her own kidney. Sometimes the pain reveals something even more painful. And God delivers us. There's deliverance. There's a prize inside the pain. So let's not talk about it unless we're talking to God about it. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you're not the cause of pain, but you are the answer to all of our pain. And God, I thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever experience we're having in this moment, you're with us, experiencing what we're experiencing. So as Jabez did, rather than whine and complain about our pain, we're going to turn to you, God, today. And I ask you, Lord, to touch all of those who are fighting sickness, who have tested positive to a horrible virus, those who are afraid because they've been so close to being touched by it, those who are fearing death. Uh, God, so many things come with this type of disease. God, may no one feel judged, condemned, criticized, but may they feel encouraged and filled with courage today. With every head bowed, every eye closed, we always pray a simple prayer because the most important thing in our world, in our lives, is to know Jesus Christ. It's not to be good, not to be perfect, not to make a lot of money, not to be successful. The most important decision we will ever make in our lives is to turn to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and the salvation for everlasting life. So I want to ask all of you here to pray this with me, and those of you watching online, pray this with me. Say, Father God, Thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I call on your name, the name that's above every name. And I repent of my sin. I give my life to you. I belong to you. I've been bought with a price. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer... I want to ask you, if you came back to Jesus, gave your life to him for the first time, whatever the case may be, text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310 and put your name on there. We don't send it to anybody, but we pray for you. And it's the beginning of a journey that's going to teach you how to overcome pain when it comes your way and address it when it comes your way. Nobody else can change it for you, only you can. Make sure that rather than talking about the person who caused you pain or the reason you're in pain, talk to God about it. Watch and see what happens. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.